One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 144. The day this episode comes out is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. We are in the last two months of the year, and for many of us, our busiest days of the year are still ahead of us. And by busy, I mean many of us have our biggest sales day of the year in the last couple months of the year. I know at Station 7, we do over 30% of our business of the year between Black Friday and the end of the year. Many of us have markets and in-person events for our businesses at the end of the year, which take up time and lots of energy. Some of us are starting to think about planning for the year ahead or doing a review of this year, not to mention everything going on in our personal lives. For many of us, we're celebrating different holidays, buying gifts, spending time with family, decorating, etc. I could go on. And we haven't even mentioned marketing. With many of us having big expectations around the end of the year, that also often means we might want to be upping our marketing, which of course takes time and effort. So the question is, how can we create a marketing plan for our businesses that will help deliver us the results we want to see without being that extra thing that just pushes us over the edge into overwhelm? The answer is to create a plan and not just any plan, a smart plan. My guess is that that might sound overly simplistic and you might be tempted to kind of roll your eyes and start tuning out. But trust me, when used properly, a plan can help you put your marketing on autopilot so that you can use your precious brain power on other tasks in your business, like delivering your products and services to customers, and more importantly, on activities that matter to you most in your life as a whole. For me, that's going to look like going with Casey to get a Christmas tree, decorating it together, holiday movies and hot chocolate, baking projects, winter farmer's market days, time with family, wrapping gifts for my nearest and dearest, that stuff. That's the stuff I want to make sure to have time for. And the best way that I can make sure I have time for that stuff in December is to do everything I possibly can right now to plan out and even start checking things off my list now when it comes to business and marketing. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through some steps for how to create your marketing plan for the end of 2022 and then how to start working through it now so you have time for what really matters later on. And because I love a good calendar and a good workbook, I've put together a guide that goes along with today's episode. This is a workbook, and it's basically a series of calendars with steps to check off both monthly and weekly that you can use to create your marketing plan using the steps I'm going to outline in today's episode. To download that for free, of course, head to makinggoodpodcast.com slash 2022. It's 2022. Okay, so let's get into this plan. Here are the steps that we're going to walk through in making your marketing plan for the end of the year in today's episode. 
So step one, we're going to do some due diligence on what has worked in the past. Step two, we're going to set some revenue goals. Step three, marketing strategy brainstorm. Step four, we're going to mark important dates off in the calendar. Step five, we're going to commit to your marketing activities for the next two months. Step six, we're going to schedule out the end of year marketing onto the calendar. Step seven, we'll create some details for what each piece of content is going to be about. And then finally, step eight, we will put content creation into your calendar right now. And finally, I'm also going to share some bonus tips for making sure to stick with it. So let's get started. The first step in this process of planning out our end of year marketing is to do some due diligence on what has worked in the past. One thing I've been pretty surprised by over the years is how consistent our sales patterns are. Which days and weeks are the busiest seem to repeat year after year. The kinds of products that sold really well in December last year are probably going to sell really well again this year. Of course, there's always new stuff. There are always variations to this, but last year's numbers are going to give us some great information about what we can expect this year. If you're listening and thinking, but wait, I'm brand new. I don't have last year's data to go back to. That's totally fine. You can skip step one entirely and you can still do this process. But if you do have previous years or years data to access, I would love for you to dig into it a little bit. Looking at your sales data, what products or services did you sell the most of in November and December last year or in previous years? When were your biggest sales days? And what I find to be the most helpful here instead of specific dates, like instead of December 4th, say things like the first Saturday in December or the last Sunday before Christmas or the last weekend of the year. See if you see any spikes or patterns with the dates things are selling on. Also, how much money did each revenue stream generate last year? For example, website sales, wholesale sales, in-person markets, etc. Looking at your marketing analytics on social media, email marketing, or even your website, for example, what can you learn about marketing based on your November and December marketing last year? For example, what would you do more of? What would you do less of? What seemed to make an impact on your sales? What didn't seem to be worth it? Do you have a sense or even better data showing what marketing channel generated the most results for you last year for each revenue stream? And finally, ask yourself, is there anything else that you've observed in the past years about what is effective in terms of marketing and specifically marketing that drives sales at the end of the year? Okay, so we've done some fact finding and it's time for the second step in this process, and that is to set some revenue goals. Now, I don't want you to feel stressed out by these goals. Instead, I'm going to suggest that we view them as simply the direction we're moving in. Set some sales goals that feel challenging, but also achievable. And the most important thing here is to get super, super specific by revenue stream. For example, if you have a paper goods business, maybe you sell your your products on your website, on Etsy, at a couple of holiday markets and wholesale to stores. Let's break out each one of those revenue streams and make a goal for each of them. So we'd want to set a revenue goal for November and December for each of the following for your website for Etsy, for holiday markets, and for wholesale. If you have data from the past, try to base your numbers on that. For example, maybe you want to sell 10% more on your website than you did last year. Or if you just started your wholesale program, maybe you want to do 20% higher in November, December than you did in September and October. If you are doing three holiday markets, and for you, a good outcome would be $900 at each of them, maybe you aim for $2,700 total from holiday markets. 
Remember, these goals are meant to be simply signposts in the direction that we're moving in. We'll do our best to design marketing that's going to help us meet them or even better exceed them, but don't let these goals stress you out. They are there to help us. Okay, so now that we've set our goals, we are moving on to the next step, and that is to do a bit of a marketing strategy brainstorm. Basically, this step is all about looking at each of our revenue stream goals and then asking ourselves, what marketing activities are going to be most helpful in helping me achieve these goals? For example, if my goal was to do $3,000 in wholesale sales in November and December, I would ask myself, what kind of marketing activities are most likely to lead to wholesale sales? If you're anything like me, it's probably not posting every day on Instagram. It's probably more about sending personal emails to your stockists and checking in on them, as well as pitching new potential accounts. Potentially, it might involve running a promotion on something like FAIR or even just independently to incentivize folks to order from you. Maybe it involves sending a wholesale newsletter every two weeks that really spotlights your products. So this step is really all about going through your revenue streams that we set goals around and asking ourselves, what do I know about what is effective in terms of marketing this revenue stream? What can I see from the data and what can I guess? And then ultimately for each revenue stream, let's make a list of marketing activities that we believe will be most instrumental in helping us achieve our goals. You may have gathered that this is kind of a different way of approaching marketing planning. Instead of willy-nilly plucking marketing platforms and activities out of thin air and committing to them, instead, we're really starting by asking ourselves, what are our specific goals? And then we come up with a marketing strategy that is mapped to those goals. For some of us, this might look like pulling some time away from social media and instead using that time on email marketing instead. For some of us, it means that we're going to completely stop worrying about a certain platform that doesn't seem to drive results anyway. This intentional approach is very freeing, and it ensures that we're spending our limited time and energy on the right things, the things that will actually move the needle. Okay, so before we jump into really laying out our marketing plan and strategy in detail, we're going to make sure that all of our important dates for the next two months are accounted for in our calendar. So in this stage, you're going to want to make sure that you have a blank calendar in front of you. You can use the one in the workbook I shared at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 2022-2022, or you can just print out your own. But looking at the month view of November and December, you're going to want to plug a bunch of important dates in there. First and most importantly, which dates do you want to take off work entirely? Maybe for a holiday or maybe just because you don't want to work then. Mark that in the calendar. Next, you want to put in any launches or promotions that you'll be running. For example, if you're doing a promotion for Black Friday or a small business weekend, put that in there. Or if your holiday collection comes out on a certain date, put that in there. If you're doing any sales, any of that you want to put in the calendar. Next, you want to put in any deadlines that are relevant for you to be promoting to your audience. Maybe you have a shipping deadline where after that date, you don't guarantee delivery by December 25th. Maybe your shop is closing entirely for two weeks at the end of the year. Maybe you're not doing any more client work after a certain point. Make sure that you're clear on that and put it in your calendar. Okay, so now we're going to commit to our marketing activities through the end of the year. This is a matter of looking at your goals per revenue stream and also the marketing activities that are going to be most helpful in helping you meet those goals and then prioritizing those. This is where the due diligence that we did in the first step becomes really, really helpful because we can try to see what seemed to be most effective last year in terms of marketing and prioritize that. Marketing is one of those things that we could keep doing until the end of time. There's no end point or checking it off your list. 
So you want to understand that simply given the bandwidth that you have, we're probably not going to be able to get to everything you want to do. But what we want to get to here is first, we want to get honest about how much time we have available to create all of this marketing. And then based on that, we will commit to our activities. I like to think of this week by week. Some weeks you'll have more or less based on what's going on in the calendar. But broadly, the marketing activities you commit to might look something like this. One email per week, one blog post per week, which you can repurpose to other platforms, three Instagram posts or reels per week, stories on Instagram five times per week, one wholesale email every two weeks, and then checking in with every stockist personally once in November and once in December. If you're also involved in paid advertising, you would want to get clear on what you're doing in terms of ads, what your budget is, what platforms you're advertising on, etc. And depending on your business, you may have other marketing activities as well. So include those for sure. Now, before we move on to scheduling, you want to just look at what you've committed and ask yourself if it really feels doable, something you can get done and still manage to enjoy the holiday season. If it feels totally undoable, I strongly recommend that you find a way to scale it back. There's nothing that feels worse than committing to do something and then not following through. So make sure this list of activities feels doable and feasible, given all the other things that you'll have on your plate for the next two months. So when we've done that, the next step is to head to our handy marketing calendar, the same one that we already put some important dates on, and we're going to schedule out when each of these pieces of content is going to go out. So you'll open up the months of November and December and start slotting in these pieces of marketing content or marketing activities. For example, we committed to doing one blog post per week. And if you know it's going to come out every Wednesday, you could go write blog on every Wednesday in the calendar for November and December. And similarly, go schedule all of the other marketing activities as well. Maybe your wholesale email will go out every two weeks. So every other Tuesday, you want to go assign dates to each of the activities through the end of the year. Now, there may be some weeks where you make some changes, where you want to do some more marketing or less than your weekly average. For example, I'm definitely going to be doing more emails during small business weekend, whereas I'll be slowing down all of my marketing for the last couple of weeks of the year. So you want to feel free to play with this. The frequencies per week that we committed to are a starting point, but the dates you put in your calendar are going to affect that. The promos, the deadlines, all of these things will affect where things go and what the frequency looks like. So this step is all about looking at that month view of each month, November and December, and going through week by week and assigning what is happening, when the emails are going out, when the social posts will go out, when you're doing your one-on-one follow-up with your stockists and whatever else showed up on your marketing plan. Give everything a date. Okay, so we're getting to the end of this. Can you feel it? It's going to feel so good to have all this all planned out and organized and decided in advance. I am excited for you. Our next step is that we're going to give ourselves a tiny bit more detail about what each of these pieces of content are about so that when we sit down to write the content, we know what to do and we're not just staring at a blank page. What I would suggest you do is to start using the weekly planners and put the detail in there. So if looking at the monthly calendar, I see that on Tuesday, November 15th, I'm sending out an email. I then go to the weekly planner for that week and on Tuesday, write email and then whatever that one's about. So maybe email gift guide for when you don't know what to buy someone. Maybe there's also an Instagram post that day and I want to create a reel with a few of the gifts that were mentioned in the gift guide. And maybe I also committed to showing up on stories that day. So I might write that I'm going to do a quick show and tell of each of those things. 
I'm not saying you have to go flesh out all of this content right now. You just want to simply write a few words or a sentence at the most about what each of these pieces of content in your monthly calendar are going to be about. And again, I think it's helpful to do this on the week view. One thing that is going to be super helpful as you start to decide what all of these pieces of content are going to cover is going to be to look at the important dates that you've already put into your calendar. For example, small business weekend promotion will be something you'll be talking a lot about over the days involved. Or if you have a shipping deadline in December, you'll be highlighting that quite a bit in your content. So make sure to review the monthly calendar for important dates as you decide what each of these pieces of content are about. Now, remember, no one is paying as much attention to your marketing as you are. So if you have important dates or deadlines to communicate, you want to talk way more about them than you think you need to. It's going to feel repetitive to you, and that's a good thing. Another thing to keep in mind as you're deciding what each of these pieces of content is about is to look at the products that sold best last year in certain timeframes and make sure that those things are showing up in your marketing. They are promoting the things you know sell best at certain times of year. This is all about doubling down on what you know works. Now, this might take some time. So if you don't want to, or if you don't have time to do it in one sitting, you can revisit this part. Just make sure to add time to your calendar so that you actually do it. Trust me, this planning in advance, even just a simple sentence of what each piece of content is about, makes the content creation part so much easier when you actually know what it is that you're creating in advance. One tip here is to repurpose. If you write a blog post, know that you can use the main points from that blog post in an email, on social media, and pretty much everywhere else. Don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel for every piece of content. The number of people who are going to see and absorb your content on multiple platforms is minuscule. If you struggle with coming up with content ideas, I actually do have a bunch of resources for you, all free, that will be super helpful. So first is called 100 prompts. This is a list of 100 marketing prompts you can use in your marketing. You can download it at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. The next resource is called What's to Say. This is a content creation guide and it's a slightly more thorough workbook that will help you come up with content ideas for your marketing specific to your audience. You can download that at makinggoodpodcast.com slash content. And last year, I did two podcast episodes specific to content ideas and holiday and end of year marketing. I would definitely go listen to those if you haven't or even go re-listen to them. They are going to be super helpful. That is episode 91, how to increase your end of year sales, which you can find at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 91. That's 91. Or episode 89, 15 holiday and end of year content ideas, which you can find at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 89, just eight, nine. And I'll link to all of that in the show notes. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're at the very end of this process. So the final step that I want you to go through is to schedule as much of this possible content in advance. Imagine how good it would feel to go about fulfilling orders, selling at markets, doing client work at the end of the year, not to mention spending quality time with your nearest and dearest without feeling that nagging voice in your head saying that you're supposed to be sending an email today and you haven't done it yet. So I would like to encourage you to schedule out a bunch of big chunks of time in the next few weeks to start creating all of this content now. Now, listen, I'm personally not a huge batching person for most of the year. Batching is when you create a bunch of things of the same type of content at the same time in advance. I typically like to create things more in the moment. But there are certain times of year that really call for getting more efficient and batching content, and the end of the year is one of them. 
So I would encourage you to set aside a bunch of half days in your calendar to work on cranking all of this content out. Seriously, I want you to go to your calendar right now and estimate how much time you think you're going to need to create all of this and then block out more time than that. You'll thank me later when your marketing is on autopilot and working for you in the background while you make and decorate cookies or read a book by the fire. Now, because I'm all about sticking with it, this is exactly what my membership program Making Good Happen is designed to do. I have a few bonus tips that I want to share with you about making sure that you actually follow through on all of this planning. First is co-working. Find some other small business friends, send this episode to them, and then go do this work together. It feels so, so, so much better to work alongside other people. This could be in person, of course, but honestly, it works just as well to do online. In a Zoom room, a group call, a Slack channel, a chat room of some kind, co-working really helps. Second tip is public accountability. Share your plans online, and then you tell them that you'll report back when you're done. We don't like to disappoint other people, so we tend to actually do things. Another tip would be to give yourself more time than you think you need. Humans are terrible at estimating how much time things take. We think we can do things way quicker than we actually can. So give yourself more time than you think you need. And finally, my last tip is to be an imperfectionist. This content does not need to be perfect in order to be effective and useful. In fact, it's going to be a lot more effective if it's actually out there in the world instead of swirling around in your brain until you get it just right. Know that you can put it out there at 80% of what you would ideally like it to be, and it will still be useful. Okay, so that is my process for planning your end of year marketing in one fell swoop. Cannot wait to hear from you to hear how it goes to get all of this done early so you can spend more time at the end of the year doing what you care about and want to be doing. Things like spending time with your loved ones, reviewing 2022 and dreaming up 2023, resting, baking, decorating, etc. Know that I am cheering you on and I would love to hear from you to share how it goes. You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 144. That's the number 144. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to making good. First, I would be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, send them the link. This episode is makinggoodpodcast.com slash 144. And finally, take a screenshot in your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.